without a doubt one of the things that we all miss when we go gluten-free, low-carb or even paleo is a nice crunchy cracker. Well, Jill Morris did exactly that. She missed her crackers, but rather than just moan about it, she did something about it and set up a company to make some of the nicest, crunchiest crackers you can find. Here's her story. Good morning, Jill, and welcome to the Rocal Paleo Show. Good morning. How are you? Thanks for having me on board this morning. Absolutely. It's our pleasure. Good morning, Mark. How is everything in uh, Brit- Brittany or Britain or how do you call it? Um, that foreign place, I think, is probably the best one. I'm wonderful, thank you. Can't complain at all. Okay, okay. Morning, well, Mark. Good morning, Jill. It's good to have you. So, Jill, you and I met at the 2016 Paleo Effects in Austin, and I was impressed by your crackers, so um, I invited you on the show so you can tell us all about them. But before we get to that, can you tell us the story behind Jill's crackers? Wow. Well, they were really born out of several things, but uh, I was desperate for a um, a healthy cracker, and there wasn't anything on the market, and uh, I did a lot of searching. I bought a lot of crackers. Um, My husband was also gluten intolerant, and uh, I had gone personally off a grain about uh, six years ago, and there just, uh, there wasn't anything on the uh, the shelf, so I took my... uh, myself to the kitchen and um, started experimenting with different uh, recipes and uh, came up with this uh, and we launched it from that. I think it sounds too easy. I'm sure it was a little harder than that. Way harder. Way, way, way harder. harder. It was, uh, that was like the foundation and then right. from there. Yeah. Did I read somewhere that uh, it, might have come from a family recipe? Well, there was a, uh, s- some heavy tweaking on a family recipe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, can you tell us what makes them paleo? Well, paleo basically is a uh, grain and gluten-free, no sugar, no soy, no dairy. Um, so it was uh, only the finest ingredients that I could uh, come up with and uh, put it together for the recipe, yes. And the sand also fit another kind of diets as well. It does. It fits so many different diets, uh, vegan, paleo, uh, gluten-free, uh, grain-free, keto. Uh, boy, I mean, the list just goes on and on. It's a low-carb cracker. So it fits a lot of lifestyles. I would say the only uh, lifestyle it wouldn't fit would be, um, well, there's actually a couple, is um, the AIP, which uh, doesn't allow tapioca, and um, the nut, people who have nut allergies, of course, it has the almond flour in it. Is that the secret ingredient that makes it uh, taste so good? Boy, they're all secret ingredients, and they they just they they just lend to each other. You mean you won't share the ingredients with us? Well, the ingredients are on the on the um, on the label, so. I know, I know. I'm just teasing you. Yeah. Um, now I I was very impressed, and I um, I really love them, and I love the samples you sent me. Uh, for me personally, my favorite is still the the basic one. They um, 
sea salt and cracked pepper. Which one is your favorite? Well, I'd have to say that one is my favorite as well. Um, I love it because it's simple. It, uh, it, it pairs the easiest with anything more uh, complicated. If you really want your um, topping to, to pop, then um, I stay stick with the original, the uh, cracked pepper and sea salt. And uh, besides being uh, fit for all these different diets, what is your cracker free of? It's free of corn, soy, dairy, wheat, sugar, um, chocolate. Chocolate? No, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's, you something to... you, that's something you put on top of it. I could get my girlfriend to eat them if, uh, if you dip them in dark chocolate. Oh, they are so good. They are so good. It is one of my favorite um, desserts. I keep mm -hmm. a jar of chocolate. Dark chocolate, soy-free, uh, dipped the cracked pepper and sea salt in a mason jar in the refrigerator. So you, you make your own or are you ready to come up with a new flavor? Mm, I make my own and I'm anything with the uh, dipped chocolate on top. People have just raved when I take them to parties like, oh my gosh, this is the next. And... Um, <laughs> I don't think anybody has an idea, unless you've been in the food industry, what it really takes to just... They need to be refrigerated because chocolate is going to melt otherwise. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's a great idea for people out there um, because you get that, not only uh, the goodness from the almonds, but uh, the chocolate with a little touch of salt and pepper actually adds a lot to it. So. I'll, I'll, I'll try that on my girlfriend and see what she says. She's, she's going to love it. She better, otherwise she's going to call you. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of which, uh, how uh, would you describe your current diet? Healthy. Uh, it's a low-carb diet. I, I'm, I would say I'm paleo-ish. I'm probably 95%. Paleo. That, that qualifies. Qualifies. You allow. You allow twenty percent cheating. So I have my occasional cheese, and uh, I love my cheese and crackers. What can I say? But Me too. I have, I have a great diet. I'm French. I can't help it. I have to have cheese. And do you have a current favorite recipe that you cook at home? I love to um, make a lot of really quick. Since I'm working so many hours lately. Mm -hmm. Um, my time in the kitchen is limited. I like to walk in the door and, uh, you know, prepare something because we're all hungry. Mm. And um, so my favorite would probably be a, uh, the easiest, the fastest, the tastiest is uh, some organic spinach, a piece of nice uh, cod or salmon poached quickly with a little topping of caramelized onions, some capers, and uh, a little homemade tartar sauce, mm -hmm. um, a side of, uh, you know, sweet potato yams or, you know, yam fries. I'm a big yam fry lover. Mm -hmm. So I call that complete right there. Fast, Sounds great. easy, tasty. I'm not hearing a dessert in there. No dessert? Uh, chocolate dip crackers. <laughs> Coming right back full circle, Jill. What was it that drove you to the sort of low carb, uh, paleo type of lifestyle? Well, Mark, I was um, 
a little overweight my whole life and always trying to take it off. And no matter how hard I worked uh, physically, I mean how hard physically I worked out, I'd, I just couldn't ever shed that uh, extra cellulite, the, mm -hmm. um, maybe it was like 10 pounds. And maybe most people didn't like say, oh my gosh, she's overweight, but I always felt just a little you know, tight in my jeans and uh, so, you know, I, I was a marathoner, I was a, a biker, a hiker, um, I just could not shed that and I ate fairly for the most part um, a high, you know, high carb diet, though um, in my mind to eliminate um, foods, I cut out desserts and things like that. Mm -hmm. I was never a soda person. Um, just felt like I, um, I needed to make a change. My mother was a, a big uh, advocate for health and books, and mm -hmm. I started reading some of the uh, books that were coming my way and started uh, understanding more and more about what grains were doing mm -hmm. um, to society and how they were grown differently, and, you know, and, it, and it made sense. And so I just one day eliminated the grains, and it was more than the weight drop that I uh, experienced. I, I always had, uh, I've worked physically hard all my life and I, I've paid the price as I've gotten a little older. Um, noticed in my hands and my wrists that uh, that pain had gone away. Some of the arthritis uh, feeling, the, the uh, get out of bed in the morning and, and you hit the floor and your, and your feet and your ankles have to warm up, that pain went away. I was hmm. getting to the bathroom a lot faster uh, without uncomfortableness in my feet and low back. And so the physical attributes were shocking. Uh, so I was like, wow, okay, I'm in. So that was really uh, what I noticed the most and what drove me to keep going. Excellent, excellent. Now, is it just you who's gone um, low-carb paleo, or is it the whole family has joined on? Well, uh, my husband, uh, when I met my husband six years ago, he uh, was a big pasta bread uh, eater. And, uh, and I, you know, I didn't go into change the way he ate. I just accommodated that. So for the most part, for the couple of years that we were married, I made two meals. So I made my meal and I made his meal because uh, that's what he liked and um, found uh, his, uh, uh, I think he lived most of his life gluten intolerant, mm -hmm. but didn't really, like most of us, we didn't really understand the connection. So uh, one day I suggested that he just try not eating gluten products and uh, breads and pastas and all the things that we ate or he ate and uh, immediately within 24 hours the next night he said wow you know I my stomach doesn't hurt so that led I mean it's just two of us in our home so he is uh, he's 100% off of gluten he's uh, off of dairy um, so yes we're we're a great partnership in that respect Excellent. And I mean, apart from the physical side, have you and Ron noticed any um, changes in the way you think and you know, sort of mental acuity and that sort of thing as you've got free yes. of the grains and stuff? Yeah, I would say. And, you know, I think 
too for me, you know, I've been I'm in menopause and there's that I don't know if it's theory or myth or uh, but they say that there's a lot of fog in menopause for women. Um, I I feel like it's certainly helped hmm. being off the grain. I still experience some fog and, and loss of like, you know, get mid sentence and wonder if I'm free something, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I keep going. And I thought it was only me. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I may be going to andropose myself. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> so that would be the manopause, then, sure. The manopause part. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. It's a curious process that we all go through at some point to some degree, I think. Mm -hmm. A lot of people like to put it down to getting older, but uh, I refuse to get older. Mm. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, I found an easy way, just don't clean the mirror. You always look the same. <laughs> <laughs> coming, coming back to crackers, I mean, I know, I know you are, um, you're crackers, you're not crackers. Crackers are your life in many ways. I am <laughs> <laughs> I'm a head cracker. What effect have you noticed on people when they find out they can actually get a low-carb, paleo-friendly cracker. Wow. Well, this is where it gets a little tender for me because I had no idea that we would impact so many people's lives. Um, when I turned, in, when I got into my 30s, what I really, really recognized was it was so important to make a difference in people's lives. And, uh, and I have throughout my life. But getting into the cracker business, I had no idea what impact it would have. Mm. So I get uh, we get emails all the time uh, from people who have tried our crackers, who buy them, who um, you know. I had no idea that uh, when you like a product, you reach out to the company and you let them know. Hmm. And since that has started for us in the beginning, I can't tell you how many companies I've reached out to when I like something or it's clean and clean products. Uh, I just, I, I send them off a, an email right away and just say, wow, you have wowed me with your product and, you know, keep up the good work because uh, for the most part, it was my paycheck just hmm. to hear the, um, you know, or just to see the words, um, we get them on our, our voicemail, like, wow, you make great crackers, you've changed my life, or, or it's the only, I can eat three things in my, in my world, and I can take, uh, you know, sauerkraut or something, get there, and put it on a cracker and eat it, and, and I, it's just amazing, the stories mm. that, that right. people send us. So you're changing people's life one cracker at a time. One cracker at a time. One cracker at a time. Now, let's be honest, most of the gluten-free crackers out there are, are crap. They, they taste like cardboard. Uh, that's also why people like yours, because they taste great as well. They so taste like you. a normal cracker and uh, uh, elevated cracker, I would, I would call it. Uh, yes. Yeah, before yours, my favorite was the Blue Diamond. Mm -hmm. uh, almond uh, pecan crackers, kind of a rice base, which of course is not paleo but is gluten free. 
but uh, yours definitely beats that. So thank you for that. Gotta come back to the ingredients again. Um, how important is it to you to make sure that your ingredients are um, natural, uh, without any preservatives, GMO free? and all those sorts of things, and what lengths do you go to to make sure that they are? You mentioned somewhere that you use a specific type of almond flour that most people don't know about or use. I mean, you can actually buy almond flour on the market. I mean, I, I was in Costco yesterday and saw an organic almond flour. Our almond flour is probably the only ingredient that is not um, uh, organic. Um, all of the other ingredients are. But this particular almond flour is like super fine. It's it's like a real flour. It's not like typically almond flour is kind of grainy. Mm. It's coarse, actually. The the almond flour is. is coarse. Yeah. yeah, it gives it that uh, kind of meatiness. It's, it's mm -hmm. not a flour like you would think uh, an overprocessed uh, a wheat flour or something like that. It's not okay. light and airy. It's it's mm -hmm. heavier. It's definitely heavy. Okay. Coming back to sort of the, if I can put it, the quality control side of the business, you know, how on, uh, what's the word I'm trying to say here? We're, we're all having a moment today, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's contagious. It is. Let's go it? back to bed. <laughs> how, how intense is your search for making sure that you get totally top quality products to put into your crackers? Well, I just we don't use anything that doesn't have its uh, papers, certifications, mm -hmm. uh, non-GMO. Uh, we are actually just in the last throes of our non-GMO certification, and I am so excited to see the label, um, the symbol on our, our our label coming up. So, so you're you're not one of those who's going to fight for not having GMO labeling. No. I think it's, I look for that symbol myself yeah. when I buy food, um, and I'm going to be very proud to have it on my, on my label. Super, Jeff. I have a question. Um, I, I read recently uh, an article on Royal Magazine about the effect of certain crops on the environment, and in this particular case, um, this article mentioned that almond trees are very water dependent, and considering the drought in California, how does that affect, uh, you know, uh, your product using almond flour so heavily? How does it affect? Uh, we were actually uh, concerned about that ourselves and uh, our producers out of uh, California here in uh, Modesto, I believe. Um, we did reach out to him because that was a big concern. We don't have almonds, you know. Then what? Uh, what I did hear is it isn't such a concern for whatever reason the orchards did uh, receive their either allotment or uh, because the price of almond flour actually went down a little bit rather than up. So the scare either wasn't as bad as they said or um, they got water somehow from a, another resource. Mm. Now obviously people are, now we've been talking about your biscuits for, uh, sorry, your crackers yeah. for quite a while. People are going to want to know where they can get hold of them and they're going to want to know where they can find out more about the company. Where's the best place for them to look? On our website. Mm -hmm. uh, they can find out where their uh, 
on the website, our store locator is there. They can find out where the retailer is uh, nearest them. We're also um, on, they can buy, in, obviously at their retailer, they can buy from us uh, direct or on Amazon. Uh, we're also new to Thrive Market, so uh, they can also find us on Thrive. Super job. And can you remind us of what your website address is? Yes, we're at www.jillsglutenfree.com. And are yes. you on sort of Facebook and that sort of thing as well? We're on, uh, we have a strong presence on uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, and Twitter. Excellent. To make sure it's clear, Jills is uh, with an Z, G-I-L-Z. It's actually J. J, I'm sorry. Z. With my French, I always confuse the J and the G. No problem. Easy to do. Thank okay. you for fixing that. <laughs> yes, Alan has been fixed. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell my girlfriend now. <laughs> Okie doke. Um, well, I've got no more questions from my end. Um, all I want now is to find out why I wasn't sent any samples. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. Uh-oh. You live too far at the other end of the world. That's too this is, far. This is true, yes. Yes, I know. And uh, I'm never in the same place for that long, am I? Which is always a problem. Yeah, and I'm trying to convince him to switch for me to go back to France and him to come to Austin, but he, so far I haven't been successful. No, no, no. I prefer the European venture, actually. Yeah. So far, yes. We'll bait him with crackers. You could That's do right. actually. You could yep. do that. Yep. That is something I must confess I do miss. Um, something with a bit of crunch and crackle when you bite into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you would. Uh, you would like this. This is very good. Don't rub it in. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, chef's approved. Oh, oh right. okay. You can you, put chef. it on. You can put that on the packet now. That's uh, right. Serious question. Oh. Are they available in Europe, or is it just in the States for the time being? They aren't. Um, we, we don't have an international presence. They don't have any additives or preservatives, so they basically have a very short shelf life, 90 days yeah. from the time we bake. And uh, we have a, uh, we bake, and, and we don't hold on to them. We hmm. ship them out within 48 hours of, uh, of baking, so they are fresh as fresh as to the customer as possible. Excellent. Now, can people visit the place where you bake them? Well, we don't. We have. Uh, we do have people come through. I mean, we don't advertise that we, um, you know, because everybody would have to sign a non-disclosure. We have certain uh, processes that uh, we wouldn't especially want the world to know how <laughs> how we do what we do. But um, yeah, we invite people. Into so, if I ever come to California, I can come and visit. Absolutely, right. and you'll leave. And you'll leave with crackers. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, would you, do you have any other, um, any other things you'd like to talk about? Or any, uh, are you going to any food shows or conference or anything like this? You know, we've got the uh, fancy food show in, in uh, San Francisco coming up in January. Uh, I'll be doing a uh, conference in Montgomery, Alabama in November. Wise Traditions, it's a Western Price uh, conference. It's their national conference. 
So I'm looking forward to those. Cool. Thank you again, Jill, for being on the Local Paleo Show. And as we say in Texas, à votre santé, y'all. Thanks. I appreciate it. It's been fun. You guys are the greatest. <laughs> <laughs>